we are asking that Lord, none of these churches shall be small. No church in this community shall close down. Please say a better amen. I said no church in this community shall close down. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray right now. Listen and pray. Ah, ya da da da. Le pa da 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 ba ya. Makola ba handa da ba ya da da da. Hey, Mahosha, le paradosha, mekoni kaparitos, mrende ke felike pregedusa, le payande kavali barosha. In the name of Jesus, kabaya da 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 da. Le kapaya, rapaya da baya, lapa suta la baaya, e baroni kapalito, bashonti kapalito. In the name of Jesus, none of our churches shall be small. We shall not be few in number. In the name of Jesus, none of these churches shall close down by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hey, kapaya da da baya. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. And we are praying for all the pastors in this community. The Lord strengthen them. Somebody say, Lord, strengthen them. Listen, it is not easy to be pastor, to be a pastor. There is a research that was made in America some years ago. And it was said that every year, every year in America, not Africa. I'm sure in Africa it probably may be more. But here we don't collect data. We don't use data for anything. Except to share money. But every year thousands of pastors leave the ministry. I remember one day we were, we were traveling somewhere. I, I, I think last two years or so in the immigration there was this guy who was talking to us and you could see he was very interested and he said I think he had something to do in ministry and now he's doing something different <laughs> so there are people who leave the ministry i've met people several times who tell me that you know either they were pastors before and they stopped it or the, the thing was too difficult or sometimes too many troubles so they give up but we are praying that no pastor in this community shall give up in the name of jesus christ can i hear somebody say a better amen say in the name of jesus that the pastors in this community shall not give up ministry in the name of Jesus lift up your voice and begin to pray right now lift up your voice and pray yes lift up your voice and talk to God pray 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 for a pastor pray for a man of God pray that they will not give up abandon the ministry that they will not abandon the work of God yes that they will not abandon it in the name of Jesus they will not abandon the work of God they will not abandon the calling they will not give up on the work of God in the name of Jesus thank you Lord Father we give you praise and glory this morning, thank you for your power and thank you for your presence and your spirit. We are never the same again. Speak to us in a language we can hear and understand. We will not forget to give you all the glory and all the honor. Touch our hearts. Lord, bless a soul today. In Jesus' name, amen. Give Jesus a mighty clap offering. And please take out your Bible. Take out your Bible. Huh? Not your mobile phone. Not your tablet. He says, this book of the law. He didn't say this tablet of the law. Uh, he didn't say this Samsung. How are you, chief? What's your name? Nana Jedu. You're very handsome. Yeah, very, very nice guy. And, and you play the lead guitar. Yeah, I was asking Reverend Pani, who is that guy? Uh, <laughs> Amen. Lift up your Bible. Say, This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. 
I believe what he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I am not a hearer only. I am a doer of the word. I love the word. I love reading the word. I love hearing the word. The word of God blesses me. Amen. Wave your Bible and say another amen. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. But I want to say a big thank you to the resident pastor and to all the leaders. Amen. I was away for some few days. Yeah, for some few days. And um, I mean, thank you all very much for your commitment and what you do for the kingdom of God. We thank God for your lives. Amen. Tell somebody sitting next to you that Bishop says thank you. Yeah. Once a, once a while, we also take time off. You know, last week was our yes, last week was our 18th um, marriage anniversary. Yes, 18 years. Small, small, we are coming. Yes. And God has been good this 18 years. Those of you who are not married, why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, yeah. But it's been good. And I want to say happy anniversary once again to my dear wife. And thank you very much for, for all you do. I love you dearly. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But like I said, um, anytime you pray, please remember to pray for a pastor. And remember to pray for us. Yeah. I heard a story, I think he wrote it, Bishop T.D. Jakes, in one of his books. There was a time in his life when he was so much battered by ministry and the troubles of ministry. So he decided to quit. And that period, he was doing his last week or last month or something. And then he would just give up and just find something different to do. Yeah. And then he, he went to visit somebody in the hospital. So, when he got to the hospital, somebody says, Hey, pastor. So, the, a nurse recognized me and said, Pastor, thank you very much for your message. said, I would have been dead. I was going to commit suicide. And then I came to your church and I heard you preach. And I decided not to. But his church was a very small church then. So, the lady said, Keep doing what you are doing. You've blessed my life. So that was what made him decide that he won't give up on ministry again, but he will stay and do the work. Amen. And so sometimes you have no idea what people go through as pastors. So anytime you pray, huh, spend a sentence, a minute, huh, some few minutes to pray and also commit a pastor or the pastors into God's hands that God keep them and strengthen them. Is that okay? Is it a good idea? Ah. Or you only want to pray for your listen. All right. Amen. And all the women, congratulations. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the women. Wow. Wow. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Um, from last week. And all of you men who supported them, I say a very big thank you to all of you. So... Um, Elder Innocentia and your team congratulations let's put our hands together for them once again what, what, why are you not clapping for <laughs> amen but last week Sunday Reverend Pani um, had his message centered on home sales and I told you some weeks ago that in the, ma- the f- next few months ahead of us we will be doing something a bit different and so in the month of August we are not going to do the usual love and marriage at least we had one sermon on marriage last two weeks and today I'm going to continue from there I took my time to listen to the message Reverend Pani preached it was a very very good and a very powerful message amen yeah and so 
I'm going to continue from there in the next few minutes. And basically, I'll be speaking on God's plan for the public, for public and homes. God's plan, public and homes. Okay? And I want you to follow me attentively. I'll be capturing bits and pieces of what some of the things um, that was discussed last week. But Jesus, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, made a very important statement when he said to Peter, that thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So Jesus made it clear that he will build his church. If he is going to build his church, then we must know that he has a plan. Because nobody builds without a plan. Those who are involved in building will tell you that no building exists without a plan. Even if it is not on paper, by all means, something will be in your mind. Is that correct? Yeah. It is very impossible to have any building whatsoever without any plan. Alright? And so, if he's going to build his church, then it means that Jesus has a plan. We must therefore build. Hey, how are you, sir? <laughs> Bless you. We called your wife yesterday. Yes, yes. Mama, how are you? Awesome. Awesome. All right. That's our sister who went to give birth, the, the husband and the mother in law. All right. So, Jesus is making us understand that he is a builder. His assignment was to build his church. And if we are going to work with him, then we should be able to understand what his master plan is so that we can build with him. Now, anything God has ever built on earth, he will always use man. And this is very, very important. God will always use somebody. He always gives his pattern or his plan to man. So, if you see great things being done in the name of God on the earth, God did not come down as God to come and do it. He always partners with a man. The story is told of the late Archbishop Benson in Dahosa. He had built this built edifice huge in Benin City in Nigeria. And some people went there to see and they said, wow! See what the Lord has done. It's such a great work. And Archbishop Idaosa said to them, he said, it's true, God has done it. But when God, when it was only God who was in charge of this place, it was just a bush. That sounds like, ah, is he not being proud? But it's true. Until God partnered it with man, the whole place was a bush. But when God partnered with man, man put on the ground God's plan. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? And so, understand that God will always give his plan or his pattern to man. Now, you'll be hearing the word pattern, pattern, plan, pattern. So, let's quickly look at what a pattern is. It is a model, a template, or a guide, or a plan, a form, or a model proposed for imitation, or something to be followed. So when we say that God's pattern or a plan or a pattern, all we are saying is that it is God's model. It's God's template or a guide. A guide. How many of you have used a Google map before? To locate any place. Google map. Alright. So that is a road map, isn't it? It shows you turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right. It's showing you where you are getting to. Now, how many of you have used, when you were young, you used either my first copy book, my second copy book, my third copy book. You ever used any of those books before? Let me see your hand. Wave your hand. Let me see. Yeah. If you didn't use any of those books, it means you didn't go to a good school. <laughs> but, you will see they make some writers, maybe A, B, C, D. And all you are supposed to do, the child is supposed to do, is to look at it and 
in fact when you start my first copy book you do tracing so the a is written in dots and you are supposed to draw a line or do whatever it is just follow the pattern so when we say a pattern it is like you are just copying and pasting you are just looking at what is there and trying to replicate the same thing or trying to follow the same model if somebody understands what i'm talking about all right and so what we are saying is that god has a plan for his church god has a pattern for his church remember it is his church it is not your church it is not the pastor's church it is not archbishop Ajinasari's church it is god's church is somebody understand what i'm talking about and so whatever is done must be done according to the plan of the owner so i have a i want to build a house i call mr Akwa because he's, he's he's a very senior and a, one of the best engineers amen yeah and then i call him and then i say i want to put up this building well it may not be nice to him i may say oh maybe i want 10 bedrooms i want whatever i want here i want this he may he may try to but once the architect draws it and i like it you see and i say build it for me all he's supposed to do is to just follow whatever is written there and if he goes beside it i will not be happy if somebody understand what i'm talking about so if the church is for god whose plan are we supposed to use god's plan may god give us grace to follow his plan in the name of jesus christ now we have examples in bible of how god showed his interest in people following his plan god is so interested in we following his plan and following it to the details some people you know some people think that god is not interested in details oh god is not he is very interested in details very interested in details i'm telling you for example in the old testament there are four major um, buildings or things that God ordered to be built. Four major things. There could be more, but there are only four I've written down. Number one was Noah's Ark. And you will see that in Genesis chapter 6. Now, when you read, it gives the details of the kind of wood to be used, the measurement of each wood how it should be fashioned and everything now the second one has to do with the tabernacle moses's tabernacle the tabernacle moses built in the same way you see the details god specified where iron could be used where silver could be used where gold could be used and he goes with details in terms of the weight the measurements who in fact god is a master designer uh, you didn't hear i said he's a master designer that is listen if you those who say there is no god look at the designs of the world look at the design look, look at the way the earth is fashioned don't you think there is a master hand that orchestrated and designed all these things that is why you can't be a Christian and you are a tailor and then you sew a shirt for somebody and then one arm is shorter than the other and then you tell the person with material and it's in the half and it's ah, no, no, you, you can't do that tell somebody you can't do that yeah. Yeah. you're a carpenter, Christian born again you, you, you serve the God who is a master designer and then you do chair for us when we sit on then, then one leg is longer than the other then, you see, then the chair will be doing <laughs> will be dancing like baja when you complain so, it's just like quarter inch difference so, uh, uh, I want, you, you can take it like that <laughs> no perfection must be seen tell somebody perfection must be seen am I talking to somebody here that is why when you come to church as a Christian, hey, you may have only one cloth, but when somebody sees you, they see a certain perfection, they see a certain glory on your life. Yeah. You can't you can buy material three years as a lady to sew a skirt. 
and then after they sew the skirt for you, you are still naked. Ah, are you are you are you okay? If you are sitting next to a lady, look at the lady and ask the person, are you are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> eh? Three years still off your naked. But when you look at all these things, God ordered Moses. If, in fact, the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant, it's interesting when you follow the description in First Chronicles chapter 20. Chapter, yeah, um, yeah, no, sorry. Exodus chapter 25 down. If you look at the description of how the Ark of the Covenant should be made, oh my goodness. Details. And so, anything apart from that is not acceptable. In fact, when you look at how the anointing oil was supposed to be made, the measurement of the ingredients and everything, you could tell that God indeed is a plan. So when it comes to the church, let nobody assume that the church is just a gathering without any source. No. The owner of the church is a master designer. He knows exactly what we must be doing. He knows exactly how we must do it. And he knows exactly when we must do it. I pray that we will find this great God working through us to actualize his plan and his purposes on this earth in Jesus' name. If you are here with me, let me hear somebody say a better amen. And then you look at First Chronicles chapter 28. It talks about Solomon's temple. Another great architectural work with details in fact david was the one who received the details of the building and gave it to solomon and what he told solomon oh he spoke to solomon about the details of the building so the point i'm trying to make is that god is always interested in how his work should be done tell somebody god is interested oh come on tell another person god is interested and let me say that in the same way for your life god has a plan for you Anka, amen. i said for your life also god has a plan for you and if you can follow the pattern of god for your life failure will be far from you may god show it to us in the name of jesus christ but Let's look quickly at, the, at Moses' tabernacle. Let's look at some, something the Bible says in Exodus 25, verse 1 and 2. Exodus 25, verse 1 and 2, quickly. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, uh-huh, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. Ye shall take my offering. Go to verse 8. Verse 8. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell amongst them. So, first of all, this whole thing about church, buildings, sanctuary, synagogue, whatever it is you want to call it, it wasn't man's idea, it was God's idea. Is that okay? Look at the verse 9. According to all that I showed thee, after the pattern, somebody say pattern. Say it louder. Say pattern. It says, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. Even so shall you make it. Let's look at what the NIV says in verse 9. It says, make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. That is the NIV exactly like the pattern i will show you look at the amplified version the amplifier says you shall construct it according in accordance with everything i am going to show you as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture so the building itself and even the furniture to put in even the position god showed them Ah, he's a good God. May God give us grace to follow his pattern in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Look at the message Bible. It says, let them construct a sanctuary for me so that I can live among them. And then it says, you are to construct it following the plans I have given you. The design for the dwelling and the design for all its furnishings. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? So, God obviously had a plan. Now, this talks about the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we are the temple of God. And in the same way, as a church, God has a plan for his church. God has a plan for his church. On the day of Pentecost, for example, we are told in scripture that over 3,000 souls were saved in one day. 3,000 people in one day. 3,000 people in one day got saved. And yet, it was all in the plans of God. In Acts chapter 2 verse 41, quickly let's go to Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Acts 2 41. It says, no, not the message, give me the NIV. NIV. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number, to their number that day. Another time, in Acts chapter 4, verse 4, we see 5,000 were saved. So first 3,000 were saved. Another time, 5,000 were saved. So how could all these souls be absorbed into the church? How could they account for them? In fact, the first question is, how did they even know that there were 3,000? There was a plan. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? And hear me, church. The New Testament church, God places emphasis on how his people should be built. We can't do away or we can't go otherwise. We must do it in accordance to his plan. Amen? So for the early church to be able to account for all these people, make sure all of them, because the people were baptized, they were saved and they got baptized. Another time, 5,000 were saved. Those people were taken care of. They could account for everybody. They knew everybody because there were times when Paul would talk about people and he would mention names of people, mention their homes and all of that. In all of this, there was a plan that was being executed. Is somebody here with me this morning? So, where did they learn this from? You remember in the book of Exodus, Jethro, and Reverend Pani spoke about it last week. Jethro, who was Moses' father-in-law, came to Moses and gave him an advice. Exodus chapter 18, sorry. Verse 13 and 14. How that Moses was supposed to, you know, make sure that he creates division so that people would have their matters solved from one level to the other. If you have small issues, you go to your leader. If they can't solve it, you go... To, you escalate it and so on and so forth now in our day it has been proven scientifically that no pastor can pastor more than 200 people in our day that is a proof so if you see any church that is more than 200 it means that there is something that has to work to make it better somebody understand what I'm talking about I mean there are times when I try call people check up on people you know Dora, I didn't see you sing today you know when they were standing there I was telling Reverend Pani I said Brahma your choir is becoming a choir now we are best friends isn't it yeah now we are best friends yes let's put our hands together for him you see now you are smiling At first, when you see me, then you national. Because I said, look, if the choir does not grow, you will be removed as a leader. And truly, the choir is growing. <laughs> Amen. But no pastor can pastor beyond a certain number of people. Sometimes you'll be there once in a while and somebody's name will flash and then somebody's name you know there are people who come to church once 
or there are people come to church and sometimes for a long time they've not been to church and none of us know that the person have not been in church how many of you know that raise your hand let me see how many of you are here you were not in church for about three weeks and nobody knew you were not in church raise your hand let me see for about three weeks nobody knew you were not in church yes oh let me see raise your hand why if you raise your hand nobody will kill you don't worry if they kill you you'll be resurrected on the last day (laughs) yeah very very true how many of you have been at home for weeks and nobody called you let me see your hand raise your hand nobody called you you were at home for some reason and nobody why you think i'm going to do eh? you to have the mercy church Hmm? but that's the fact and the reason is because sometimes everybody seems to be minding their own business and if we don't do it according to god's plan and god's pattern that is what happens that is what happens I mean, sometimes me, when I don't come to church, some of you, you don't call me. <laughs> That's just a joke. Amen. But it is proven that, and sometimes, let, let, me, let me also add this. You too, sometimes, if for some reason you are not able to come to church, call somebody. There are people who were sick, and we didn't even know they were sick. Remember, Annie? Is that correct? Yeah. There are people who were sick. There are people who we're going through one thing or the other and we didn't even know last was it last two weeks a man was telling us that the child two weeks ago the man and the wife yeah they were telling us that the three months the child was in the hospital what was it he had a certain condition she fell down from a height yeah and had fluid in the brain and for three months the child was in the hospital and the man would come to church from time to time and he never told us so we didn't know <laughs> are you understand the point i'm making so you to sometimes communicate is that okay no church can be healthy and grow on its own there must be a deliberate effort that churches are structured in a way that can take care of its people and every growing church and this is where i'm getting to every growing church any church that is going to do well must meet in two places and this is god's plan this is god's pattern and very soon we are going to see it please are you still here with me this morning yeah any church and any member of a church must conform to this thing i'm going to say for any christian any new testament christian not some every new testament christian must meet in two places number one we must meet publicly every new testament church must meet publicly like what we are doing here and number two every new testament christian or church must also meet privately that is in the home so the early church in the acts of the apostles they met publicly and privately they met in the synagogues or in church and they also met at home so if in our generation we only meet in church and we don't meet at home then there is something missing we are not following fully the plan and the pattern of god God will restore us back to his original pattern in the name of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 2 verse 41, the Bible says, Then they that gladly received this word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Look at it. In verse 46, and And they, continuing daily in one accord, in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house so they met in the temple and they also met from house to house is that correct talk to me church is that correct so if you only meet in church and you don't meet from how in homes then something is missing you should be interested and very soon 
I'm going to tell you, maybe not today, maybe next week, I'm going to show you why some of us sometimes, even our blessings delay. Because there is a certain blessing we get. There is a certain life you live when you also get the benefit of meeting from house to house. There are people who have died before their time out of, out of emotional emotional bondage there are people who have gone through a lot of depression and have died because they only met in church and you know what happens in church everybody's smiling oh everybody's looking nice everybody is happy even if you're not happy you have to pretend to be happy is that correct oh but sometimes when we meet in a home like that you can see a brother's pain that is where somebody can hold your hand and tell you that look here Reverend Pani, i've been there before some years ago i used to have the same problem you're having i did this i did that and then you know it was able to work for me that one you didn't hear it in church but in the home you hear it by the time you realize that depression have left you by the time you realize that emotional bondage has left you and that is when you begin to see that church can be beneficiary not only in public but also in the home may you benefit fully from the church am i talking to somebody this morning yeah. there are some of you the problem you have all you need is somebody who could just come around you you know somebody will just pass by your home oh there was a lady in jowulu some years ago and they used to have cell meetings in the church you know jowulu church big you can be with somebody in the same church and for 10 years not even know that the person attends the same church with you no it's possible even here there are people who didn't know that there are other <laughs> you know they were in the same church with somebody recently i was talking to somebody who works in a certain place and then i said oh do you know so so and so he said who is that person i said if the person is in this church they were in the same office so i said oh then look for the person so when you see the person and then they started talking they've never met in church but they've been coming to church more than a year so this old lady apparently had a heart attack and was in a room but along the line because they have this area house fellowship home cell one of the cell leader was just passing by and decided oh let me see how madame is doing so went to knock at the door ah he said they could hear see that everything was on but madame was not responding so knock 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 so at the point he felt it was strange because even if she was sleeping so when they heard ah, then the people said since morning they've not seen her which is very unusual of her so they broke the door when they went the woman was in coma took her to the hospital and she was revived later on if not listen some of that i'm telling you some of the things you are dealing with the home cell will solve it for you in one day am i talking to somebody here today yeah so they only they met not only in the temple but also from house to house in verse chapter 5 verse 20, 42 chapter 5 verse 42 the bible says and daily in the temple and in every house in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and preach jesus christ so they met publicly and privately tell somebody from today come on look at somebody's face look at the person in the eye and tell the person from today understand this we must meet in church and we must meet at the home ask the person will i see you at home what did the person say hey. the way the person asked me we must meet at home. and we meet in the home <laughs> ask the person again will you be available for the home meeting what did the person say you know acts chapter 8 the bible tells us about saul saul that he went from house to house arresting the christians so you see it was a public thing that the people knew that the christians meet in church and they also meet from home to home yeah it was that was that was the that was the format that was the format and we can't change it in our generation you know for all this while we make it become like the cell is an optional thing but we must go back to the bible or you don't want to go back to the bible yeah. we must go back to the bible the bible is our guiding principle in fact it is the bible that teaches us that we must meet publicly and privately 
And so that is what we must do. Amen? In Acts chapter 12, verse 12, he says, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. And many were gathered together praying. Where were they praying? Talk to me. Where were they praying? Huh? In the house. In the house of who? In the house of Mary. They were there praying. Praying. Oh, Mary was blessed though. That Mary, she was blessed. Because imagine there is a church in your house. All the demons in the area. They, they can be everywhere, but not in your house. Because they know that that's your house. They will, somebody, even if your fire is dead, somebody will come and leave fire there. Yeah. Imagine that we were doing cell in your house. And then you, you don't even know how to pray well. But Pastor James has been coming there. And then Pastor James is in your cell in the house. And they are praying. Come, graduate tongues. Or Jesus is Lord. Fire. Demons. Oh, welcome. Do somebody understand what I'm talking about? So, this must be what we have to follow. In Perez Chapel, we believe in cells. In fact, and not only do we believe in cells, we believe that cell must be the format for church. And not just the format. You know, currently what we have, we have cells in the church. So, we are a church that has cells. Is that right? Are we together? How many of you attend cell meetings? How many of you belong to a cell? Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. God bless you. Put your hands down. Let me see your hand. Those of you who don't belong to any cell, raise your hand. Let me see. Look, if you lie, you go to a year of Raise your hand. Let me see. Don't worry. It's not. It's nothing. Just, just let me raise your hand. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But we want to move from just being a church that has cells to becoming a cell church. A cell church simply means that a cell-based church simply means that our church, our whole church is based on cells. Our whole church is based on cells. So everybody is in a cell. And everything we do, including naming ceremony, um, um, what else do we do? Marriage, funerals, oh, and all of that. And very soon, we will explain that very well. Amen? Young Cho said, home cell group give every member an opportunity to participate in the ministry. It gives you an opportunity to participate in the ministry. Amen? And somewhere in October, by the second week of October, by the grace of God, we are going to relaunch our home cell in Zoeland. We are going to relaunch it. Listen, some of you, by the time you attend it once, you will say to yourself, me, why didn't I belong all this while? Because the benefit will be enormous. You will be, you will be blessed. Some of you, your children, you can't tame them. The cell will tame them for you. Ah, uh, one comment. I said, some of the things that have delayed in your life, oh, when you enter the cell, you will see that some things are happening faster than you ever imagined. Amen? Yongicho said, the mistake of the modern church is that it has gone away from the model God gave us. And that is true. Including us. The mistake we have made is that the model God gave us, we have gone away from it. And you see, once we start our cell like that, no matter where you live, oh, whether you have money for church or not, it will not be a problem. That thing that, oh, I didn't have transport, so I didn't come to church. It is going to be a thing of the past. Because somebody in your community will drive by your house and then pick you in the car. In fact, very soon, you are going to stop the trotro coming to church. Trotro, trotro. No, 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 no. Ah, because somebody must pass the house and pick you. Or don't you agree? Yeah. And then if you jigga, as somebody's picking you, somebody's picking you, somebody's picking you, and then you are saving the money very soon, then you buy your own car. 
Hey, those who said amen, may you buy a brand new car. <laughs> some, of you, some of you go and learn how to drive. Pastor James, you know how to drive? You know how to drive? Hey, are you sure? Uh, use Reverend Pani's car to learn how to drive. Of people learn how to drive. Ima, you know how to drive? Huh? The way your leg is. This one, if you step on something, to step on. Oh, but learn how to drive. William, do you know how to drive? Huh? Which one? The car, oh, the one you were telling me you were driving your dream? Or real car? <laughs> real car. All right. But you know, sometimes when I say some of this is like a joke, just receive them and believe in it. You know, beginning of this year, I told you that we're going to be dedicating cars. I mean, as of now, I've dedicated about six cars. And and I'm still dedicating more. When I told you that people are going to buy lands, some of you thought I was joking. People are buying lands. A day will come in this church. And very soon we are going to have a guys meeting every young man in this church those of you who are now coming about it before you marry huh you feed them and eh, your age group before you marry you must at least you must have a land not the land your father bought for you no you, you must oh my goodness huh. oh you don't you don't understand what i'm saying but very soon some of these things you know i didn't have money to pick a car and then i was sick and nobody all those things are going to become a thing of the past oh it's going to become a thing of the past because in your community you will never work alone and then i was there and i didn't have money to buy food to eat the devil is a liar it is going to be a thing of the past because even when you don't feel like eating somebody is inviting you next house that come 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 i'm out Somebody shout a big amen. I said somebody shout a big amen. We are going to build. We are going to have home cells. And listen, this thing is biblical. Alright? And I can give right down these scriptures. Romans chapter 16. Verse 1 to 5. You know, one of the things the home cell does is that it gives every member of the church the capacity to grow. Some of you, the way you never believe that one day you can lead prayer here. Some of you never think that one day you can lead, you can lead a, a song here. Yeah. And the way now you will shake, you may fall down. So we, we may not even want to do that. But trust me, there are people who are sitting amongst us here. You'll be surprised that very soon you realize that you can actually become a pastor. And all this while, you had it inside you when you were just sitting down. And how would you realize it? Because you go to a home cell, enough five people, and you have to lead prayer. It's not too much of a big deal, isn't it? Yeah. And then you are leading praise and worship. And then by the time you see, it is growing. And then by the time you see, you have joined. By the time you see, one day, you are in front of us here on a Wednesday, leading prayer or leading a song. By the time you see, you have metamorphosed from <laughs> and by the time you see you are becoming something by the time you see you have become a leader in something you are now teaching people oh you are teaching people by the time you see you are now coming forward to say that god has called me bishop what can i do to become a man of god or what can i do to become a woman of god you shall become it in the name of jesus shout a big amen ah. so it gives us the opportunity to do the work of god and to serve god to work for God. To work for God. Is somebody hearing me? Some of you, it will be the opportunity. Listen, let me say this. It's for another day, but let me say it now because I may forget it. One of the reasons why some of you, you must join the home cell is so that you can repair your image in your community. Yeah. Maybe before you became born again, you've chased all the girls in the community. Yeah. Hey! In Kabon, we are should I stop? I should continue. Yeah, I should finish what I'm saying. Yeah. 
yeah but you see the home cell will give you the opportunity to repair your image in the community i'm telling you because through no you were not born again and like presiding bishop will say it is a sinner for a sinner not to sin so once you were a sinner it's normal for you to sin are you understand what i'm talking about so you did some things and all of that but now that you are a new creature you are born again in the same community where the devil used you to do a lot of things there in that same community god can use you to turn things around all right yeah yeah some of you don't know you have a gift of prophecy in that home cell you'll be praying five people then by the time you see you start hey my hey, hey, my children my children my children my children yeah and by the time you, oh oh so actually i could prophesy you see you see you are laughing because of the way i said it but that is for a beginner maybe you won't get up straight away to become like bishop pray where i'm just walking around laughing and i just can't just call somebody and say that this and this and this and this no you you may not start like that but in a home cell as we are praying you have a dream about that sister maybe somebody came with a prayer topic you prayed about it and then you went you had a dream you tell the person the person said oh no, it's true then it has happened then by the time you see you are moving on you are moving on you are moving on listen to me any christian who does not attend cell who does not belong to a cell is missing a lot your growth in christianity will become slow your growth is slow if you were in a cell i'm telling you if all of us here were in a cell by now our growth will probably be double what three times what we have today the one behind the sound is it doesn't go to a cell somebody's here here come on somebody talk to me somebody's here here let's let me give you this last scripture as i as i close if we are going to succeed we must learn to speak the same thing we must speak what please i can't hear you i say we must do what the same thing philip you're looking nice oh yeah you're looking very nice I like I like it when you dress like this. You look very very executive. May God bless you, Philip. Yeah. Philip, no taspes e fe ba o kwega se mi. Konike onne komie. Ka fite de me o ba kemida. Bona no njo. All right. <laughs> you don't even know Philip. So why are you laughing? Do you know ask somebody, do you know Philip? You, do, you don't even know him. <laughs> so in first corinthians chapter 1 verse 10 paul said now i beseech you brethren by the name of our lord jesus christ that ye all speak the same thing let's read it together from the beginning to this point ready go please let's start again ready go by the name of our lord jesus christ that ye all speak the same thing mm. Mm. wow wow powerful scripture isn't it if we are going to do it we must make up our mind we are going to speak the same thing it is not bishop who says we should do it we believe that this is god's plan for us and we are going to do it is that correct oh come on talk to me it is not that bishop says we should go so we are going no and that we believe that this is god's plan this is beneficiary so we are going to do it are we together are we going to do it and that is how it's supposed to be one of the things you have to do if you have to go if you have to speak the same thing we are going to succeed and becoming a cell-based church is that every one of us must be a conformist we must conform don't be a non-conformist is that okay a non-conformist is somebody who simply doesn't align you see when we are marching left right left right in a group and then you see one person 
when we're supposed to be left, they are doing right, left, right, left. That's a non-conformist. When we say we are going left, you say, no, 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 no. Right is the way to go. Tell somebody, we don't want that kind of a people around here. We don't want, we don't. Tell the person, we don't want that. We don't want that. Why, why are you not saying it? Are you, do, do you have a problem with that? Tell the person that we don't want that. We don't want that. Why are you, Oh, oh, maybe you thought we can come like why are you here? And call us our Hanum. Amen. Flow, learn to flow. I was talking about it to the bishop to have come here. So, brother, what do you think about what they are saying? No, no, I mean, they're preaching, the kind of preachings that they, they, you know, Reverend Pani preach, preach, preach. And the bishop who came today is preaching, preaching, sell, sell, pattern. <laughs> Brother, what do you think? What do you think about it? Ask somebody, what do you think? Yeah. Now, if you go and ask somebody, what do you think and things like that? You are just a demon. You just want to destroy what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, you are just a demon. You are just a wolf in sheep clothing have come in trying to spoil the pattern of God. But you see, you, can, you can't spoil God's pattern. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. So, conform. Flow with it. Flow with it. Amen? Make time for some of the things like this. Make time for things like this. Sell meetings. Some of you don't have time for anything. You don't have time for anything. Obedika. You don't have time for it. You don't have time for women's meeting. Some of you, the women met from Wednesday. Some of you women, you didn't have time. Hey! Hey! You, you see, you are looking at me. <laughs> you didn't have time. <laughs> yeah. You don't have time for women's meeting. You don't have time for men's meeting. You don't have time for youth meeting. You don't have time for princesses. You don't have time for... Hey, hey, hey I'm busy. And I'm busy. Listen, one day, you realize that you should have had time. Church, can I talk to you for one minute? Yeah, one day you realize that you should have had time. Don't take pride in I'm busy, I'm busy. No. When it comes to God, turn down on this I'm busy, I'm busy thing and make time for God. Yeah. When we start the cell, listen, anything you decide to do, something must give for it. Anything you decide to do. If I make an appointment today, I must sacrifice something to make that appointment happen. Is that correct? Yeah. It's, it's, interesting how people sometimes very important is, you know, I don't have time, I don't have time. No, you must make time. Tell somebody, make time. Tell somebody, make time for God. Amen. Some of you, the only problem you have in this world is that you don't make time. That's That's the problem. But one day you realize that, oh, I should have made time. Oh, God. Oh, God. This thing would have been my my deliverance. I should have made time, but you didn't make time. So make time. Hmm? Even the richest people in the world, the most busiest people in the world, they still make time for other things. So please make some time. Can I hear somebody say amen? And then learn to flow with where and how God is directing leadership. Learn to flow with us. Learn to flow with us. And your life will be blessed. Amen? Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I pray for everybody here. May God turn your life around. I said, may God turn your life around. I pray for everybody here. Out of obscurity, may God bring you into lamb lights. That your light will not be hidden in darkness, but God will bring you out. From nothing you shall become something, and your greatness shall appear unto all. I bless you today in the name of Jesus Christ. And so shall you be. As you follow God's pattern for his church and God's pattern for your life, you will never miss your way. You will not become a non-entity. No, you will not become small in life. You cannot follow God and be missing in life. You will never be missing. Even if you were missing in the past, I pray that you will find your way back home in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive grace in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and say a big amen. Is somebody blessed today? Oh, I said, is somebody blessed today?
Hallelujah. Are we getting ready for something great for the cells? Oh my goodness. In October, two great things will happen. The first one, the first week of October.